The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast contains mature content and listener discretion is advised. Also, be advised, we are not medical professionals and this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Running through the streets, solving all the mysteries, crushes and aliens, lots of other crazy things Welcome to Mystery Team Inc. I'm Kayla. And I'm Maggie. And this is our last episode of the year. Episode of the year. <laughs> this is our, our holiday special. This is our holiday special spanning all holidays. Yeah. From about mid-November <laughs> till mid-January. We'll give it all those. Yeah. <sighs> Do you want to tell everyone what we're doing? Okay. I'm having a lot of feelings. Mm, are you? Yeah. So for our holiday special slash last episode of the year, we are doing a listener mail slash big fat thank you. Listener appreciation episode. episode. Um, so we've each pulled a few um, messages from you guys that we are going to share with one another. Um Everyone whose mail we're reading has given their consent, mm-hmm. and I'm just so excited. <laughs> I have some bangers. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start. Okay, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This listener mail comes from Valentine. I was just listening to episode 38, which is about the Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> and I really wanted to tell you guys a whack story about our troop. <laughs> I love a whack Girl Scout troop story. We all love a whack Girl Scout troop. <laughs> it was a homeschooled troop. No. You can do that? Apparent fuckingly. I hate that. <laughs> I love that. I don't like it. I feel like you and I, this is what I think we should do. You and me should get like a co-op and then just <laughs> homeschool, just have a few kids homeschool them and make them have their own like co like co-ed scout troop. Yeah. No, where we're we gonna- just <laughs> Listen to me. Take them to, like, science museums. We're going to have a, like, group family commune with a scout troop for our children. And a family band. But obviously. (laughs) The problem with this is not a homeschooled scout troop. The problem is the brand Girl Scout. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't... Our children are never joining a branded That's why I said it's, like, a co-ed scout troop. And they're going to be called like the Super Scouts or something. Yeah, it's going to be more like it's going to be less like Troop One 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 One, and more like the Belcher children <laughs> when they went Adventures. to restaurant camp. Yeah, yeah. 
Ugh, if I don't have a gene, I'm quitting parenting. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a homeschooled troop, so it was super religious. And I was the only one who was not insanely religious in our troop. So this makes it sound like it was a bunch of homeschooled children who were put into one troop together. I thought it was like one one family. family. No. No. Just four That's what I want us to do. (laughs) But this was not that. No, no, no. But we're going to be multiple. We're going to be one big capital F family. Correct. With flyers. Yeah. We're just multiple parents, but we're one family. (laughs) Aww cute that's so cute anyways one day i am at summer camp and my friend is crying in the bathroom and i'm like ayo what's going on and she proceeds to tell me how her mother the leader of the troop had just told her that they were breaking up our troop because they can't support the girl scout organization killing babies turns out the proceeds from our particular council were funding Planned Parenthood, which is pretty (laughs) badass for an Iowa-based Girl Scout council. I love that. After that, my mom had to explain what an abortion was to me, which was a little traumatizing for a 10-year-old, to be honest. Our troop was broken up that year, and I never heard from any of them again. (laughs) I love that their Girl Scout cookie money was just being donated to Planned Parenthood. That's fucking amazing. That was like a big controversy. That's badass. I also, I mean, I don't like that that was traumatizing no, to learn me about, neither. but it is kind of like forced reproductive health. Yeah. <laughs> um, e- education. Like, right. I didn't know about any of that stuff. Yeah, I know. So. I'm like glad that you learned. I'm sorry that it was traumatizing, but like, I'm glad you had the opportunity to like learn about yeah. Planned Parenthood at a yeah. young age. <laughs> wow. Once That's again, from Valentine. Thanks, Valentine. I'm still like... <sighs> I don't know how I feel about the Girl Scouts. Pretty no. negative. Yeah, sure. But I like that Planned Parenthood stuff. Well, yeah, because I think, I mean, as we learned, it's like a a large cut of the money that comes into Girl Scouts just goes straight to the top, like a pyramid scheme. But also we learned that some of it yeah. does go to the council. So it sounds like they were just allocating their funds yeah. as donations, which I love. I love that. I love that so much. Me too. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is from Kurt. And they said, I just got all caught up, so I'm re-listening. New theory for D.B. Cooper. Do you think there's a chance he didn't jump out? Could it be possible he hid in the storage or somewhere in the plane? Holy shit. He seems smart enough to cover all the bases to make it seem like he did and then escape somehow. You guys made a great point that the conditions to jump were awful. This is blowing my mind. Is it possible? I don't know. Like, I would have to look into, like... You know all about planes. I feel like... Well, I feel like as soon as they landed that plane, they probably, like, swarmed it, like the FBI. But that doesn't mean that they... Like, did they search yeah, the did whole they? plane? Because they were like, like, he jumped. And then did they, like, look? Right. What if he, like, crawled jumped into the... and, like, hung onto the stairs? And then when they got lower, he just, like, dropped, dropped in a off. completely different yeah. part of the... That's what I, I was thinking that, too. And then I was like... I don't think planes are like this, but in my head, I imagined like, you know, when the ceiling is like this, where it's like you can push up a panel and just climb into it. I was like, what if he like lowered the stairs and like jumped up and down to make it do the because they felt the like lift Mm -hmm. change. And then he (laughs) He just like like, pushed up a panel in the ceiling and climbed into it and was just up there like looking in through the vent. This is what if his... With his I had a little slapstick moment in my head where he's looking down and, and his, his glasses <laughs> fall. And he has a moment of like, oh, and then they catch because they're wraparounds. <laughs> Brilliant. 
It's like, that is possible. I think it's possible. I don't know how it would Thanks, work. Thanks, Kurt. But yeah, I love thank that. you, Kurt. That blew my mind. I love that. My turn? Mm-hmm. This is from Emily. I would just like to say before tonight's live that there was a plot point that has annoyed the hell out of me since the eclipse episode that maybe I'm just dumb and misremembering. Sorry in advance for the long message. I thought it was canon that Jasper is the youngest of the vampires because he threw a hissy fit when Bella cut her finger in eclipse. But he was turned during the Civil War because he was a Confederate soldier. And then in parentheses, vomit emoji. (laughs) When it happened. But Rosalie was turned in the 1930s, according to Eclipse. So wouldn't she be the youngest? And if she is the youngest, why is Jasper still a little bitch when he smells blood? (laughs) Thanks, Emily. So this blew my fucking mind. And then I was like, I know there's a dumb reason. There must be be. a dumb reason. So I looked it up. Yes. And what I found out is, so it's true, Jasper was turned in the 1860s. And he, he, but he was not a vegetarian. Like he was part of the... Uh, he was like an officer in Maria's newborn army and it was his job to like kill the newborns when they were like a year into vampiredom, which we learned in Eclipse. Um, and he started to really hate it because his power is like emotions. So he could feel his victims emotions when he killed them. Oh, didn't he? So I don't feel bad for him because he's a Confederate soldier. <laughs> just fucking wait. So I was like, because then the other thing I was like, the real big mystery here to me is Alice. Because we hear almost everyone's backstory but Alice and Emmett. So, like, when were they turned? And, like, what's their deal? And why does Alice, why is Alice, why does Alice love Jasper? And, like, whatever. She and I also learned, a racist? No. I learned that Alice's backstory is that she was turned in the 1920s. And she had, like, precognition even as a human. But everyone thought that she was crazy because she was, like, having visions or whatever. And then she had a vision that, like, her mom was going to be murdered, and she tried to, like, warn her, and everyone kind of brushed her off. And then her mom died under, like, mysterious circumstances. Her dad remarried. The stepmom was really mean to Alice, and then she discovered that her father, like, was responsible for the person who, like, killed her mom. Like, he basically put out, like, a hit on her or something. And when she figured it out, she, like, tried to like get someone to help but her dad had her institutionalized in an asylum and she (laughs) underwent like a bunch of electroshock therapy and lost her memory and it returned her to like her happy always optimistic state and that's like why she's like that then when she was in the asylum she found out that she was being tracked by james the same james that tracks bella And there was a vampire doctor at the asylum who wanted to save her from James. So he turned her. She and Bella. Did you find this on fanfiction.net? No, this is from like the fandom website or whatever. Why is this not in the book? This is a fascinating story. I don't know. And so then she got turned by a vampire uh, at the asylum. And then she had a premonition that she was going to meet her mate at a diner and it was Jasper in her vision. So she went to the diner and then Jasper like happened to be in there or whatever. And they like, that's how they met and they fell in love. But she already knew he was going to be her mate. Did she know he was a Confederate? I don't think. (laughs) Can you imagine going through all of that and being like, I'm going to meet my soulmate at this diner. And he's like, some of the fucking Northerners, right? Right. (laughs) It was about states' rights. I know. And you're like, oh no. You're like, ah. (laughs) So anyway, all of this is to say, and then Emmett was turned in like the 30s and saved by well he was saved by okay he was attacked by a bear 
and he was saved by Rosalie. Why and then was Rosalie he attacked by a bear. I don't know. But Rosalie was like, we have to turn him, or Carlisle was like, we have to turn him or whatever. So that's why Emmett. But so everyone, so why is none of this in the book? To answer this question, all everyone was turned after Jasper. He was actually the first <laughs> one to be turned in all of the Cullen family, besides maybe, I don't know when Carlisle was turned, but um. But he didn't become a vegetarian until the 50s when he met Alice. So he was the last one to have to learn how to not drink people's blood. And that's why he's the worst around blood. Because he was like a true like murdering vampire up until the 50s. Whereas everyone else like stopped eating people in like the 30s. I just want to say that... (laughs) You, every, nothing. So unhinged. Nothing. Everything you said about everyone except Jasper was fascinating. And I just. (laughs) Why is he like the story that we get? This came from the Twilight Saga wiki. But where did they get that from? Is it just on the FAQ section of. It must be. (laughs) I don't know what the source of that is. I imagine. I trust them. We have to read Midnight Sun. We really have to. Okay. So my next one is from Adelaide. This is a response to, we already had a conversation before this message where she was basically like, there's a vampire speakeasy in New Orleans. So if you're ever there, please tell me and I'll take you to the vampire speakeasy. And I was like. Love that information. Yes. Is the one. I think I went to it. To the vampire speakeasy Mm -hmm. in New Orleans. Yes. I don't know anything else about it other than that it's a vampire speakeasy in New Orleans. If it's the one I'm thinking of, it's Are there like, multiple? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It is New Orleans. Could be. But the one I'm thinking of, it's like you go in and you go up this like staircase and there there was actually a cat there on the stairs. Aww. And it's like on like the upper level of like one of those traditional New Orleans style buildings. And it has like a little balcony and Yeah. Well, and all the drinks are like vampire themed. Oh my god! I want to go. There's someone. There was someone doing tarot there when mm. I was there. I wonder if they do a burlesque night. Maybe it's not a huge space. Tiny burlesque night. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Adelaide says. Oh, and <laughs> something you guys would love to know is that New Orleans New Orleanians hate Nicolas Cage. <gasps> Because he bought a historic cursed mansion here, and then when he believed himself to be cursed, he bought a space in one of our historic cemeteries next to Marie Laveau, (gasps) allegedly destroying several historic tombs, parentheses, each of our tombs has countless bodies in them from our families dating back hundreds of years. Mine probably has close to 50 of my relatives. And built a giant pyramid shrine to himself. Are you fucking kidding me? He, he did this because he believed Marie Laveau would end the curse that he caused on himself. He also has no respect for our culture and uses NOLA as a playground. Anyways, it would be a great episode, as not many people know about it. Not so much of a national treasure. Ah! Uh, so I looked into it, Adelaide. I love this information. Unsurprisingly, some of the top results are news stories about Nick Cage going to visit his own grave so it's like nick cage visits his pyramid in historic new orleans and it's him and his sunglasses like at his own fucking grave Holy shit. it's like a huge white pyramid 
And etched on it are the words omnia ab uno, which means all to one in Latin. Great. You can pay $25 to go on a tour and take a picture with it. Who gets the money, though? Fucking Nicolas Cage, I'm sure. But then I don't want to do it. No. I only want to do it if it's going to, like, the New Orleans Historical Society I don't something. know who's getting the money, but I'm 99% confident it's not going anywhere good. Okay. Um, so he bought a mansion called the LaLaurie Mansion. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it was owned by Madame Delphine McCarthy LaLaurie, who bought it in 1832 and was, like, a, an unbelievably abusive slave owner. I think I visited that on a ghost it's tour. It's on a ghost tour, yeah. yeah. So she was, like, very abusive to her slaves. A lot of people died there. A lot of people died there. It yeah. caught on fire, yeah. and people, like, figured out what she was doing, and then she and her family had to flee the country. So that mansion is cursed. And then Marie Laveau is, like, the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Yeah. And she was known for healing, among other things. So Nick, like, bought a cursed mansion. I cannot believe he bought that mansion. He bought a cursed slave mansion. That's an insane thing to do. And then was like, oh, no, I'm cursed. And then, like, bought up the last two plots in an, like, incredibly historical cemetery and then put himself next to the fucking voodoo queen of New Orleans, hoping that she would cure the curse that he got from buying a slave house. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? Like, you know, that Spongebob and Man Ray bit where he's like, I'm sorry, sir, I believe you've dropped your wallet. And he's like, that's not my wallet. And he's like, is this your ID? And he's like, yes. And he's like, so it would follow. This is your wallet. And he was like, yes. And he was like, then I'm going to return to you your wallet. And he goes, it's not my wallet. That's like Nick Cage being like, I'm going to buy a cursed mansion. And they're like, all right, sir, one cursed mansion, curse included. And he's like, thank you. Why is there a curse in this mansion? And they're like, because it is a cursed mansion. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? You it's bought a cursed mansion and then you were like, oops, I got cursed. Honey, I cursed the kids. <laughs> Honey, I cursed ourselves. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. So that's, if any of you were thinking about having a good Nicolas Cage day today. <laughs> today is not that day. <laughs> that makes me sad because I wanted to watch that movie. Where the one he... they shot in New Orleans. It, did they? I don't know. They Where shot he, like, a plays movie. himself. Oh, no. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. But yeah, I also wanted to watch that. But he also did buy the last plot of a cemetery and he parked his destroyed fucking a bunch pyramid of... next to Marie, Marie Laveau. <laughs> and destroyed a bunch of historical tombs? <laughs> I think so. I mean, it's just so. Thank Allegedly. You, <laughs> the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, now we have a heartfelt one. This is from Matt. Well, Matthew. Hey, amazing duo. This might be a long email. Might as in, I don't know how long it will get once I'm done with it. I have a tendency to ramble. Also, forgive the grammatical or even other errors. I speak French first of all, so my English is not perfect. I wouldn't want to be the next, do you want clothes without wrinkles, without all the dryer hassle? You can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Matt, actually Matthew, but Matt is good. I'm from Quebec and I have listened to all the episodes available to me at the moment. I will be reviewing your podcast to give it five stars as soon as I have enough energy for that. Writing to you personally was more important to me. Last August, I had to take sick leave from work because of a burnout, which ended up lasting nine months. 
I'm currently going back to work in a progressive manner. It is going good. It is not easy, but I don't think waiting longer would have made things any easier. During the first two months, I was unable to stay alone even though I had my dog Callie that I love more than anything, and since all my family is in different parts of the province, I've had to drive a lot, like 4,000 kilometers, or 2,500 miles if you prefer, in the span of two months because I would go to someone's place to another. During these hours on the road, I have been listening to you, and your humor really helped forget my problems for a moment. You were basically like my friends who would stay on the phone with me to make sure I was okay while driving by myself. At the moment, I'm at episode 39 because I've been listening to them all for a second time. I realized that there were some moments I missed because I was trying to hang on to whatever will I had, so my second listen still has some fresh moments that I can enjoy for the first time. One more thing before I end the corny, thank you for being there when I needed it part, I want to make sure you guys understand how just speaking about your psychological struggles and therapy can help people. It really made me feel understood and not alone. Please keep this open approach. You can only help people doing this even if you don't know it. Thank you being said. On a lighter note, I wish you guys had a shirt that's only written step four qui bono or who bonos on it because <laughs> I would definitely buy it. I have also tried to be at your Tuesday lives, but in Eastern time, it's a bit late when I work early on Wednesday morning, so I always end up missing it. Last thing, if you would share a part or even the whole email, it's up to you. I really don't mind, but I would love a small shout out with your best goblin of mirth, Robert Bobby <laughs> Allen Shovel King Durst voice, if possible. <laughs> I'm so sad I haven't heard it in a while. (laughs) And this four-part episode is one of my favorites. Thanks again. Just being who you are is an amazing thing, and you have no idea the reach you have with this inclusive and fun podcast you have. Matt, quacking a beer to cheers in your honor. Thanks, Matt. (laughs) You're the one that does the voice, so now you have to... You make me cry. (laughs) Here's the deal. (laughs) Tell us how you feel. I feel like uh, I've said this before. But I can't do this. <laughs> thanks, Matt. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Matt. <laughs> I've said this before. I think I've probably said this upwards of 10 times now. But it is very much like what fucking Rachel Bloom said at the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend live concert, which you can watch on Netflix. She says, like, sharing this with people and then having people say, oh, now I don't feel so alone makes her feel not so alone. And... I feel the exact same way about this show. I I run the risk a lot of being an oversharer in the real world because I'll walk in and be like, listen, I forgot my Lamictal at home. I might have a breakdown. <laughs> I have bipolar disorder. Yeah. <laughs> How are your kids? Yeah. You know, like super oversharey. <laughs> um, I cry at work all the time, but it has led to my entire department now feeling safe to be like, I also left my Lamictal at home. And like, now we have a much better working experience because if we're like losing it, we can just be like, I'm losing it. Yeah. And we all understand. And I just kind of feel like if we can do that in all aspects of our lives, then it's easier to exist. I agree. 100%. So it's like really nice to hear that other people are experiencing that. And it makes me feel less alone. I will continue to overshare. (laughs) (laughs) I have no shame. Um, And I'm also really happy to hear that you're feeling better. I know we got that email a while ago. Mm -hmm. So if you want to overshare, I'd love to hear how you're doing. Um, And we did, I think, talk to Matt uh, in the live. I did correspond with Matt when getting their consent to read this. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but Matt, we'd love to hear how you're doing. And yeah, it's so important to me 
it's always been important to us to be transparent about like our mental health because it's something that we always like would have liked to have. And when we did have it, it made such a difference to us. Yeah. Um, I remember like when I first started listening to podcasts, hearing podcasters talk about their mental health struggles and it made such a difference to me. And I always looked at that and was like, I want to be that person, you know, like I want to use my, this platform to make people feel included and make people feel like help people realize that their feelings are valid. And, you know, it's just always been like my dream to be able to be that person for someone else and pay that forward because I had that benefit. Um, and so it just always means so much to me to hear that it is having an impact. And we always said when we first started recording this podcast on the floor of like our bedrooms that like in our like, you know, tiny apartments that like, if we could like make one person's day a little bit better, mm-hmm. like then it was all worth it. So to hear that, like we, it, that it's not just necessarily like entertaining people, but also like helping people through hard times just means so much to me. Yeah. Um, it means a lot. Thinking about like where we started and what our goal was. And it just, I think we both feel really, really grateful for all of our listeners and really grateful that we can be a part of your lives um, in some small way. And you're certainly a part of ours yeah. in a very large way. Yeah. In an overwhelming way, <laughs> like statistically. <laughs> Two things about that. I remember once we got a message from someone who was like, I just started listening to your podcast and I just got broken up with or something. Yeah. And I think one of us said like, you'll get like, come back later and you'll be fine. And then they were like, I'm fine. now." <laughs> it was funny because they were like, I'm not caught up on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I just got broken up with and we recorded an episode like 20 episodes God, ahead of where they were. so bad. The real story is so much better. No, no, no. It's not. It's just like an added element to it, which is that they they sent us that, you know, in like, let's just say I'm picking a random month, but like, let's say in January. And they were like 20 episodes behind. So we recorded like the 20 episodes forward. We were like, when you like, let us know when you get to this episode, if you're better, <laughs> like how it's going. Yeah. And like, we're sending you love or whatever. And so then they did reach out to us like 20 episodes later. And they were like, I just got to the episode. Um. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. It's really great. <laughs> I had another thing to say, but I forgot because that story was much better than I. Sorry. Oh, here's what I was going to say. You are the reason I do that. Do what? Overshare. Oh, great. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, because you sharing like with even just me, like being so open about your mental health struggles, like made me dealing with my mental health. I'm going to cry. Oh, no. Me too. <laughs> It made it so much easier for me. So, like, recently I had the worst panic attack I've ever had in my life. And I knew that I could reach out to you. And you're, like, the only person who can, like, help me (laughs) when that stuff happens. And I was like, it's sad that it's so rare. And the only reason we're like this is because we were theater kids growing up. And we, like, overshared so much with our friends that it's just normal. And, like... It always hurts me that, like, people don't have people like you in their lives. So I was like, if I can just run around and run my mouth and hopefully someone can come to me and be like, you told me the other day and I didn't even ask that, like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. And I'm feeling out of my mind. Like, that's why I overshare. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And 
That means a lot to me. And I feel so grateful for our friendship and our friendship with like other people who we grew up with and the fact that we all all of us have mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Um and all of us ha- are have like a safe space to express it to each other and it's so important like we are the only people that we know who like <laughs> get it. Yeah. And so yeah, I just I'm so grateful for that relationship with you and I'm so grateful that we can share that with other people too, you know, because like at the end of the day, it takes a lot of courage and, you know, I, I just really have a lot of respect for anyone that can do that. So like to hear that I had a small part in that means a lot to me because I I think it's small. Well, I think it's I only very... have three friends, so <laughs> you're at least one third. <laughs> I just think it's very brave of you. Like, I think it's you. very courageous. And you are the same person for me. And, like, you give me the courage to do that, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just really grateful. I'm really grateful, too. That we have each other and that we have this podcast and that we have these listeners. And Yeah. I would like to do something right now. And I think we should ta- – we'll flag this and we'll put the time code okay. in the show notes. If you are experiencing emotional distress, (laughs) close your eyes, take a deep breath, and say out loud five things you can feel, five things you can hear, five things you can smell. What are they? (laughs) Five things you can see. Yeah. Five things you can hear, five things you can feel, and then... I guess open your eyes if you did close them. And hopefully <laughs> the terrible job I've just done talking you down. No, that was great. Will have helped. That was great. Yeah, we should <laughs> That's what I do that for Maggie. In the show notes. That is that is what Kayla does for me. Because I have a panic disorder. Yay! And I have panic attacks all the time. We love that. And if you also have panic attacks, it's it's gonna be okay. <laughs> um one of my favorite things. It does things. get better. And then it gets worse again. And oh, then yeah. it gets better. So yeah. if it's getting worse again, just know it's also gonna get better. Yeah. And if you need me to, I'll tell you to look at things. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you are interested in uh like anxiety or panic uh coping mechanisms, I'm not cert like certified or uh like we're not medical professionals, but I have so many like anecdotal things that can help. Oh, yeah. So let me know. I, I was going to say in the comments, I guess it, if you're on watching this on YouTube, you can let us know in the comments. But like, yeah. I will make a video about all the things and give you all the resources. So many books I've read. Oh, yeah. So much information. She can assign you so much homework. I can give you so much homework. So if that it would be helpful for you, please let me know. I'd be happy to share. I love that. Okay. Is this our last one? I think so. Okay. <clears throat> this is from Anna. Anna writes... I'm listening to the New Moon episode, and I've, I'm really sorry that half of this episode is in Twilight, <laughs> but this is who we are now. I'm listening to the New Moon episode, and I felt the need to share my Twilight Volvo experience. Can't wait. My car is actually a Volvo S60, which is almost the same model that Edward drives. So I totally freaked out at the dealership when I found out. My stepdad then chose to embarrass me by explaining to the car salesman, but the car man said that when the movies were at their peak, there was a Twilight Volvo promo deal. What? And they had cardboard cutouts of Edward and Bella around the dealership. These are both (laughs) ended with three exclamation points. And then they shoved them into a closet and eventually someone took them to give to their daughter. 
That's great. So the Volvo Twilight subculture is still very alive in the minds and <laughs> hearts told of you, the people. I told you there was a Volvo Twilight, Volvo X Twilight subculture. I want one of those cardboard cutouts so bad. And this message ends with, oh, and Eric is a composite of two characters. In the book, yes. Glasses dates some dude named Ben who doesn't exist in the movies. So I looked up Ben great. on the Twilight Saga wiki. Um, the first thing it says is that Ben is notably taller than Glasses. <laughs> I mean, shorter. Ben is shorter than Glasses. Oh, and like a short king. He's a short king. Um, this is a spoiler alert, but in Midnight Sun, it's revealed that Emmett and Edward manipulated Ben into going to the prom with Angela because Angela was super into him <gasps> and they wanted to thank her for being nice to Bella. But apparent but it's okay because he was also really into glasses, so like it was fine. So they, like, gently nudged him, but I bet they would have manipulated him. But what you're telling me is that that actually undermines the whole purpose of Glasses, because her whole purpose is to show that Bella's a feminist by telling her to invite him to prom, and then she does, (laughs) and then he goes with her. (laughs) Unclear if in Midnight Sun she still asks him to the prom. It's just from Edward's perspective. It's still the same story. It's just from Edward's perspective. Okay, then I have a follow-up question. (laughs) To myself, which is <laughs> what did you think it was? I like am an not AU. Sure. I there was something that I read on the Twilight Saga wiki that was like, oh, his life and death counterpart is Becca. Okay, do we have to read life and death too? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's the one where it's 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 actually just gender swapped. Ugh, boring. Here's my problem. You and I have been the, the the core issue you and I have had from the beginning is that I don't think any of those characters serve the story at all, and your whole argument for them existing was again proving the fact that they don't need to exist, which is that they only exist to show that Bella's a feminist, which is uh, does not which does a disservice to the characters. And now we're learning <laughs> they don't even do that. <laughs> yeah, but they did that until she wrote Midnight Sun. Like if you put just Bella and her like face next to Angela, Bella's going to end up looking like a Jessica. Again, the purpose of a character <laughs> is to serve the story, not to make Bella look the way Stephanie Meyer wants you to can't. feel. <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Um, I just have to do a couple shout outs because, well, and also uh, apologize because we've gotten so many emails and DMs, like over the past few years, but especially in the past like two years, probably since our TikTok started going viral or whatever but like people started reaching out to us a lot we try to read them all we try to respond to them there are so many we're so grateful i'm so sorry if you wrote us and we haven't responded to you (laughs) also know that we will we do it in like we're like a year behind yeah we do it yeah we do it in like groups but I just have to do like a couple of shout outs. If you wrote us uh, an Epcot email, I read it. I yes. loved it. Like we got like 10 of them and they were all great. I still don't know what Epcot is, but I appreciate everyone trying to explain it The number it to me. of people who tried to explain it and then at the end were like, I don't know either. <laughs> um, if you... If you if we were in your Spotify wrapped and you tagged us, thank you. There were a lot of people. I got to them like after all the stories had expired. Danny, for whom we were the number one podcast two years in a row. Yes, Danny. <laughs> um, and I wanted to shout out some of our um, 
live listeners who oh, we yeah. talked to. Hattie, Eliza, Grace, Vera. Chris. Chris. What, we always have to shout out Chris. Chris is like yeah. one of our A1s since day one. Yeah, Chris, our A1. Everyone if who I came to the If I didn't mention you, then I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, everyone who came to the lives, thank you. I feel really lucky. Candy. It's we like feel very... Every hashtag, time hashtag I read <laughs> correspondence or like in the Spotify live chat, I'm like... Every single one of you is so funny and smart. You should all have your own podcast. And sometimes I'm like, Maggie, should we just let them do it? I know. (laughs) But if you have left us a review, thank you. If you've rated the podcast on Spotify, thank you. If you've commented on YouTube, thank you. Um, Even if you haven't done any of that. If you just listen at all, As someone who does not engage heavily on anything... Um, but it's like an obsessive listener. Like I wish we I get could it. tell the podcast host that I'm obsessed with like, hi, I hate engaging, mm-hmm. um, but I love you. And if thank that's you. you, we also love you. Yeah. And you don't have to reach out to tell us like we that's get true. it. We do. As my grandmother says, like, she's not a joiner. <laughs> and nor am I. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks, everyone. We're for- very lucky. Being our listeners. Hey, also, good job. Hey, good job. We've done a lot of work. That's true. And especially in the last two years, like we have really worked our asses off sometimes to the point of extreme burnout, Matt. So we, we get, get it. it. Um, and thank you to you for you. being my co-host, business partner, and best friend. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for thanking me. I have nothing to add. Just kidding. Thank you for being my co-host, <laughs> partner, and best friend. And, and you're mine. And, and I'm, I'm yours. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you guys in the new year. In the year. new year. In new year, same us. The year of our Lord, 2023. <laughs> um, in the year of our Lord, Milliam. Oh, Milliam. <laughs> 2023. <laughs> I told someone we were doing a like listener thank you episode. And they were like, oh, my God, they write to you that much? And I was like, bitch, they drew us an, a mascot based on a verbal typo I made. <laughs> and he's got sneakers on and a baseball cap. Wait, and does he hat. have a baseball cap Or did on? we Mandela affect that? I don't know. I can't remember anymore. We're going to have to look. I think I may have Mandela affected a hat onto Million. <laughs> I love Million with all my heart. Me too. Hattie. <laughs> The things you have given us. No, he has no hat. He has his porridge. God damn it. Does he have sneakers? Yes. He okay. Has sneakers. Then we Mandela affected the hat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And thanks to Hattie for yeah, Million. Thank you, Hattie. And to everyone who's drawn us or sent us drawings that they did that of things that we said. <laughs> we love you guys. One day we'll have a P.O. box where you can send like clippings of your hair or whatever. <laughs> We'll put it in shadow boxes. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. I'll start buying the shadow boxes now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and being here with us. And being who you are. Okay. Well, for the last time in 2022, we don't know. Stay in your lane. Buckle the buck up. Grateful smooches. Aw, I put a lot of pressure on you giving you that. I fucking handled it oh my god you should be an improviser my imposter syndrome <laughs> is so low right now it's normally like mid to high i couldn't but... even trick you into this. <laughs> but right now i was like i got this i can think of an adjective <laughs> i'm very grateful <laughs> luckily it was just what i already am oh right, well i love you i, I, I love you <laughs> bye goodbye <laughs>
<laughs> it's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.